Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so, so excited for you to hear today's guest interview with none other than Elizabeth Hartke. I know her as Liz, but Liz has been my personal mentor for the past two years, and I'm actually just getting ready to gear up for another year of intense mentorship with her. And I pretty much knew, I told Liz when we started this podcast episode, I said, I can just hand you the microphone, you just talk, and it's going to be pure gold. The way that Liz builds her business, what she talks about, the leadership that she has is something that I admire in her so much, not only as a mentor to me, but just as a human being and someone who really does walk the walk and talk the talk. I am so excited for you to hear all about how you can find your North Star when you're building a business. So often we get to building the business and finding the clients and doing all the things that we forget the real reasons why we started this and we forget to hold those values near and dear. And what we end up doing is building a business that you know maybe is bringing in the income, but really is it giving us the life and the freedom that we really truly wanted? So pull up a seat, get that pen and paper out, get ready to hear just straight gold. This is going to be one of those episodes that I think you're going to want to come back to over and over and over again, because even though I've been working with Liz for a while now, things that she was saying in this episode were really ringing true to me. I know that I need to revisit some of the exercises that we talked about because you get going with things, you get moving with things, and then it's like, wait, hey, am I really holding true those values that I set out for myself? Or do I need to rework those? Do I need to tweak those? So anyways, I'll stop bragging on Liz. She's absolutely incredible. Everybody go follow her. She's funny. She's beautiful inside and out. You're gonna love this episode. Let's go ahead and meet Liz. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Liz, I am so excited and so honored to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Ditto. I'm so happy to be here with you, Aubrey. I already did just a whole spiel in the intro about you and the wonderful things that you have taught me and that I've learned from you and our time getting to know each other. But I would like for you to kind of, in your own words, just tell my audience a little bit about who you are, um, kind of how you got, you know, where you are today and just any of the other juicy details that you think they would love to hear. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. I didn't really think much of it growing up. My mom and dad both, my mom still runs her own business. My dad just retired. My grandparents both were entrepreneurs and my aunts and uncles. So it was just very second nature to us that we were, they were all small business owners and we, we meaning my siblings, cousins, everyone just kind of grew up in that village of everybody supporting everybody and watching them run their businesses with integrity. And it was such a gift. And, but I do have some pretty vivid memories uh, of just my mom being such a important force in my life and never missing anything for me or my brother or always at the dinner table with us and cooking us a wonderful meal and putting us to bed at night and being there in our classrooms and being at our ball games, just a presence. But then I would have these flashbacks to being, you know, really little, getting out of bed at like, you know, midnight or something to go use the bathroom and seeing the dining room light on really dim so it wouldn't bother anybody or wake anybody. And my mom sitting at the dining room table with her papers kind of strewn across the table, catching up for the lost time of being present with us. So to her, it wasn't even really a sacrifice. It was the gift of entrepreneurship because she had that flexibility. But she didn't have that true freedom because of the business model. It required her at all times. Still now in her 60s, it requires her. So as I started, um, like we often do, we kind of go in the opposite direction of what our parents do. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go the corporate route. I'm an athlete. I'm competitive. I'll climb the corporate ladder. I'll make really good money. I'll get to have you know set vacation days. Like I had all these things in my head. Then I get into corporate and five minutes in, just no, it was so stifling to me. It was just not the space for me. So that's when I started, this is over a decade ago now, uh, building something of my own on in the beginning on the side, really supporting other small businesses. And I started in marketing and then it developed. And what I kept coming back to was that feeling I had in watching my mom be there with us, but then having to pay the price for it and realizing, man, I want to help these small business owners and these entrepreneurs and the people who have that heart for their mission, do it in a way where they can be truly present with their families and can be there to raise up that next generation um, in a really special way without having to log the midnight hours. So my whole focus over the last several years has been working with entrepreneurs, helping them scale and grow, not just for the sake of scaling and growing, but for the sake of the family, for the sake of their legacy, for the opportunity to build a business that's sustainable and growing and puts them on the map because they're passionate about what they do, but all with this undertone of really being able to have that freedom and have not just that flexibility, but the opportunity to really pour in to the people they love and be in the places they want to be so that they can live in integrity with the values that they have. So that's the business I run now. We, I'm the founder of the Luminary Leadership Company. I run different masterminds and programs, but we also are now heavily supporting entrepreneurial parents, those people who feel that beautiful call to two different worlds and sometimes feel split in two because of it. But we're helping bring those two worlds together so that uh, people can really pour into their mission and where they're called. We're when we feel that way, when we feel like, man, sometimes I wish I was just called to be a stay at stay at home parent or uh, just could work a nine to five and log out and just not have to think about my business. We are designed to be called to these two worlds. This is how, you know, God made us to be. And it's a beautiful gift to the world. But sometimes 
in pursuit of the vision of our businesses, our families can become or our children can become that collateral damage. So we support entrepreneurial parents in both scaling and growing their businesses so they can have that freedom to really raise up the next generation of leaders in their children and and live the lives that they're called to live and supporting them with the tools and resources to do both, but in both of those different worlds. So that's that's my focus. That's what gets me out of bed on these cold Wisconsin winter mornings and what I'm I'm fiery passionate about. There's so many different like places I want to go with that, but one thing that I found interesting, it's very ironic, I think too, because when I was growing up, my, both my parents, um, you know, they had, they had my siblings and I, when we were, when they were really young and my mom had to go back to college. And so a lot of my childhood was, I mean, they, they, it's not like they didn't show up, but I just remember one of my most vivid memories we had, I think I was like in first or second grade. And we had like an author's day, an author's tea where parent, we wrote these stories and I love writing and parents could come in during the day to hear the stories and my parents couldn't come in because they were working and they didn't have the luxury of just being able to like take a day off whenever they had to save those days in case we really got sick or anything like that. And that was something for me, um, you know, when I was thinking about what do I want my life to look like now that I actually have kids. I mean, I always said my dream job was to be a mom. Um, and then now that I actually have kids, how can I have a job that allows me to, to really have that too? Um, so it's really interesting how our childhood can kind of bring some of those things out in us when we actually become parents and think about, okay, how do I want to do things differently? And, and I always say this too, about my parents, like, I don't, I don't hold anything against them. Like they provided a really great life for us and they worked really hard, but, um, you know, it's, it's empowering to know that I can do something different for my boys so that they don't have those same feelings. Cause I mean, like I said, even though I don't, don't think poorly of my parents or I don't blame them, like I still have that feeling. And I, think about that for my own son. And I'm like, gosh, Mm -hmm. I never want, I never want him to feel like that sitting in school thinking mom couldn't come or show up for me. Sure. Yeah. I resonate with that so much. It's such a, no matter what direction we go in, I feel like our kids are going to feel the, um, are going to look back and see the ways that we thrived as parents and just acknowledge the ways that not that we fell short, like your parents weren't falling short at all. They were doing exactly what they should be doing, which is providing for their children and for their family, but the ways that those things affect us. And then we carry that into our relationship with our children or our spouse or whatever. And then we, we have the opportunity to kind of design how we want it to look going forward, but it's, it's going to come at a great price. It's going to come at, at a cost that a lot of people aren't willing to pay, meaning the effort and the energy and the things we have to break through to get to that next level. But for those that embrace it and um, go a path that's least traveled, they're going to reap a reward that most people don't get. Right. Absolutely. And I want to take it a little bit back to when you and I first you know, came across our paths with each other because I was at that place that I feel like, you know, some of my audience might be in. I I do have a lot of people who are just getting started with the business and just dipping their toes in. And I think that this is still going to be an episode that will really impact them. But I do have some other people in my community who they're at that place that I was, you know, two years ago when I first spoke with you and started seeing what you were doing. And I had accomplish a lot of the things that I set out to do. I had replaced my income, um, but I was at that place where I was tapped out for hours of really what I could do. And, and something that 
I love that you're really passionate about and something that I hold near and dear to my heart is that I didn't leave a teaching job where I was working 40 plus hours a week, you know, bringing work home to have that same lifestyle at home too. I really wanted to only work 20 to 25 hours a week and be able to work that around my family schedule. And so that was something that really drew me to what you were doing because you show people how not, they not just have, you know, the time freedom, they're not going to get stuck in this rut of where they can only work the many hours that they have. And then at some point they'll get tapped out. So I would love for you just to kind of talk about, um, a lot of that uh, entrepreneurs, how they get into that rut and maybe some of the things that they don't realize that they're in once they're in it and they're getting tapped out for hours. Yeah. I think that's, the great plague of entrepreneurship for, I would say, most entrepreneurs. And it takes a lot of intention and self-awareness and focus and strategy to get up out of that because most people stay there forever. Um, they stay in this place where they, where it starts is the inspiration that you had of, I want to be able to be present with my boys and I want to be able to provide for my family without having to leave the home and um, strip them of those moments with mom and all those amazing things. And that's what inspired the process. But then what happens next is we get to work, which is a really good thing and a really necessary piece of the process. But we just kind of put our heads down and we go, we take on the clients, we um, take on the projects. And most of us end up in this either service-based or time for money model where it's like the only way I'm earning is if I'm in it. There's no duplication of me. There's no way to scale me. It's me. And the only way to make more money is to take on more people or to raise my prices. And there are caps on both of those things. You can only take on so many people and you can only raise your prices so high before you start to lose that momentum or there's no more supply and demand. So I... I see that trap for a lot of people because it's so well-meaning. We all get started with this. We don't get started with this thought in our head of, I want to build this thing that's this engine that requires me 24 hours a day and I'm super stressed out and I have to ignore my kids for like five years, but eventually I'll get to show back up for them. That's never the inspiration for people. We come in with a totally different vision, but then we don't build the roadmap to ensure that we honor our values in that process. So what happens is we get to work, we take on the clients, and then this thing just snowballs and we're stuck. Because to get up out of that requires a lot of pivots and changes and evolution and strategy that we might not have or support that we might not yet have or or capital that we might not yet have. So we get into autopilot. And even though we feel we started this whole thing in the first place with our family in mind, they become the uh, that collateral damage, like I said, or they become, you know, it becomes at the expense of the things that we value the most. Our, our people, the, the people we love or the things that we really want to do or pour into. But it's very hard to undo that. And that's that's oftentimes where I come in or my company comes in is, all right, you're in this place, you've got the product, you know your thing, you, you know you know what you're doing, but let's help you build that strategic plan and second piece that people forget. They just lean into the strategic plan. How often do people say like, oh, I hired a coach or I took this course or whatever and I'm building out this roadmap. That's great. But there's a reason that you're you're stuck in that trap. It's not just because you don't have the strategy. You can't just pay for a strategy to get up out of it. You actually have to evolve into the person that is that you're required to become in order to to go to that next level. And that's the piece that's missing for so many people, which is why for us in both supporting uh, entrepreneurs in their businesses, but also entrepreneurial parents in raising leaders, we know that bridge is leadership. So 
I'm never going to just work with someone and say, okay, what's the best marketing strategy and how can you fill your pipeline and how can you attract more people and convert more people and have better sales and, and better offerings without saying, okay, where are the gaps for you as the leader of this thing that you're building? And where are you getting stuck? And what are the mindset blocks or the habits that you have that are holding you back from that next level and really evolving um, the leadership within them so that they can achieve the thing they want to achieve, but also sustain it and uh, take it to the next level. Because what happens is people live in achievement forever. That's the common uh, problem among entrepreneurs is they just stay and achieve. Like, what do I need to do next to get to that next level? How do I make that next six figures? How do I bring in more clients? And they're just achieving, achieving, achieving without ever pausing to evolve themselves, which is why they lack fulfillment. How often do we hit a goal and then wonder why it doesn't feel good or it didn't fill our cup or we hit a goal, but we see other parts of our lives just crumbling underneath us um, or it comes at the, the expense of our health, right? Like we're exhausted or we're burnt out or we have autoimmune issues because we just stopped taking care of ourselves as we took care of everything else. So there are so many symptoms that, you know, after having done this for 10 years, I can kind of diagnose in a person and be like, okay, this is a leadership issue or this is a strategic issue or more than likely it's both. So there are, if you're feeling, you know, if you're listening to this and you are feeling that stress or strain of that's me, like I am, I am in that grind. I didn't intend to get here. You know, like you said, Aubrey, like I want to work those 20 to 25 hours around my family schedule. And then all of a sudden you're working 40 to 60 hours and you're like, how did I get here? But how do I get out of this place without just sacrificing money? there are ways to do it. It's just, it's really hard to see the label from inside the bottle. It's hard to do on your own. And it's impossible to do if you're not willing to evolve yourself in that process. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what really speaks to me. And I was just talking with a friend about this is that when you're looking to, especially like for me, you know, I mean, I was doing fine for myself, but looking to make an investment and not just like take another course, not just like add something right. to the shelf to say, Hey, I, you know, I, I did this, but really someone who's going to like help you build the business. Um, that's something that I saw in you, Liz, and something that I was like, she is building a business and her values of how she's going about it. Isn't just to make all the money in the world or at the expense, or, you know, she's building a business that really is putting those core values at the forefront and not letting those things, you know, not letting other things sway that. So that's what I really liked about you. And that's something that I think is really important for my audience to hear too, is when you are looking to, to make that next investment or to take that next level, like not just to look for someone who, who is going to just give you that quick fix, because the work that I've been doing with Liz over the past, you know, coming up on two years has been an evolution and it wasn't something that came overnight. Sure. There were wins along the way and there were things to celebrate, but it really started. I remember at the beginning of our work together, where we were, you know, peeling back the layers and, and looking at the vision of what we want our life to look like. And I remember being like, okay, when are we going to get to the good stuff? <laughs> right. That's <laughs> what that everybody was, wants. Right. But that was actually the good stuff. And that was and something that you said that I, I constantly refer to time and time again, is that if we don't take that work to really like say like, okay, here's what I have been sacrificing or here's what hasn't been feeling well. And here's actually like what I want it to look like. And here's who I need to become in order to do that. Even if you do get to that place, that next level, those achievements that you want, 
it's, you're not going to be able to sustain it because you haven't done the work to really Mm -hmm. become that person. That's something that's always stood out to me. And that's something that I constantly remind myself too, that it's not just about that X strategy. It's really about, like you said, that evolution. Yeah. You think about people, you know, people that win the lottery, um, you know, you see it all the time, more often than not, that when they hit those big number lotteries, like uh, so much money that you're like, wow, that must go on for generations because no one could possibly spend $400 million. And yet they do and they go broke. And you're like, what happened there? Well, they're sitting there rubbing the genie's lamp like, oh, let me hit the lottery. I just want to make all this money. I want to make all this money. But they're not doing anything to change themselves. They're not doing anything to go from a $40,000 a year household to a $400 million a year household where they're they break through all their money mindset issues and they become someone who's looking at how they can serve and pour. No, they're still the same person. They just want the thing. We want to be picked up from where we are and plopped into that future goal without having to do the work and become the person we need to be in order to hold on to it. And then they get that thing and then they lose it all because of who they are, not because of some strategy that they were missing. So that's that's the piece. And, and I think, too, Aubrey, in talking to you two years ago, whenever it was when we first connected and some of the fears you had around going into, um, you know, scaling your business and growing. And now when we talk, you are literally a different person. Like your, your evolution, uh, your business evolution has mirrored your evolution. The reason that you're finding the success that you're having and you're bringing the people in, you're magnetizing is because who you are choosing to become in that process. There are a lot of people that I meet where we have that initial conversation and then they just want the good stuff, right? They just want the strat. Just give me the strategy. Yeah, yeah, that's all fluff. That's leadership that whatever. I'll read a book on that. But tell me how to market. Tell me how to get more people in my pipeline. Like, okay, fine. We do that and they get it, but then they lose it or they can't sustain it or it doesn't feel good or everything else falls apart. It's so much about us, the ones driving that train, the ones that are um, leading this whole thing forward. So it's been such a a gift to get to work alongside you in your process because you're one of those people who has embraced my crazy and you've opened your mind to that piece of it and it's why you have seen the success you've seen but it's also why you're you have limitless potential like you're you're not stopping here like there's plenty of growth to be had and you're gonna have it preach Um, so what can, what can some of, I mean, I, I know I've gone through, through that process and I, you know, I'm all about it, but what can some people like listening on the other side of this, what are some things that they can maybe start to do, or maybe start to ask themselves about the business and the life? Cause I, I think that that's super important too. It's not just about the business that we're building, but it's about, you know, having a life that, um, we really truly want to have and how you can build the business around that to sustain that. So is there anything that we can start to ask ourselves to maybe uncover this or start to see like where we are falling short and how to, you know, make that evolution ourselves? Oh, such a good question. And one that my husband, Michael and I were asking ourselves a handful of years ago, we had just had our first child. We have three little ones and we were just stepping into a new phase of life right now, all of a sudden, it's not just building the business and our marriage, it's building the business, our marriage and raising up these this, this, this child and ultimately these children. So we were like, 
why do we feel like we're floundering? Why do we feel like we're just throwing crap at the wall, seeing what sticks? How do we ensure that the vision that we're casting and the goals that we're setting are really guiding us to where we're called to go and that it's in alignment with who we're called to be? And we were really struggling with that. We kept just writing these goals and ideas down on paper and then either they'd fizzle out or it wouldn't stick. And I don't know if anyone can resonate with that where you're you're like, okay, I know what it is that I want and you start to craft it, but either it doesn't feel right or it doesn't happen naturally or whatever it might be. So one day we were talking and I was like, we need a true North as a family. We need this guiding star that every decision we make, every opportunity that is presented to us, every struggle that we face, everything, business, family, whatever, we we pin it up against this North Star. And if it's on the path to where we're called to go as a family and individually, it comes into the fray. But we can easily look and say, is this in alignment with our values and who we're called to be and, and who we are, or is it not? And we can make those decisions. A lot of entrepreneurs struggle with discernment. They struggle with having the wisdom to know whether something's just shiny or sounds good or it's what someone else is doing or what they think they want or that like, you know, phrases like six figures or whatever. Um, Or if it is for them or if it's not for them. So we developed this process for us as a family. It wasn't anything that I intended to bring to anybody else. And we call it our, the Harky family, True North. And it's in, it, it, it evolved with time and it became this workbook that we did Ultimately, we brought our kids, even though our kids are little, six, four, and two, we brought them into the conversation and we started to develop our family True North. And it making up this, this True North was first and foremost, our values as a family. And I don't just mean like a lot of people be like, oh yeah, my values, oh, integrity and faith and family. Like, what does that even mean? How do you measure it? How do you know if you're living in alignment with it or not? There, you need more definition to it. So this, this process actually ex- helps you extract that fully and and make it a unique fingerprint to you and your family. So you come up with those values, you come up with priorities, the vision that you have as a family, and it's this entire workbook that you live by. And I'm telling you, Aubrey, I swear to you, once we did this, I felt like we went from floundering and lacking clarity and uncertainty and just, I don't know, like we had sea legs, like we couldn't make decisions with confidence to feeling so clear in what was allowed into our world and what had a clear no and how we raised our kids and what even the decision to pull our kids out of school and start homeschooling we were batting that back and forth for like two years and then we did this process and we looked at what was on those those pages and we're like oh this is such a clear answer to us it's a hard yes we're doing this thing and so anyway after doing this process, I was talking to some of my clients about it and they were like, yeah, that's my problem. I feel like every goal I set, the vision I cast, it's not rooted in anything and it's not rooted in in something unique to me or my family and or it's it's only unique to the entrepreneur, but it's not taking the family into account. So it was driving a wedge in a marriage or it wasn't aligning with the kids. So I started bringing this to some of the families or entrepreneurs that I was working with that also had families, whatever. And it became this staple. And now it's kind of gone viral. We've shared it across 
our podcast and other people's podcasts. So I'm happy to gift it to your audience as just a free tool. That, but to me, this is to answer your question in a long-winded way, this is the foundation. If you feel that lack of clarity or that uncertainty, or you just want to make sure that you're you're making the the right choices and casting the right vision, because a lot of times people are great at casting vision, but it's not the right dream for them because uh, it be, it can come at the expense of their priorities or their values and they don't know it until it's already happened. So it's a dangerous game. Um, this is this is the tool to do that. And it's just made that process easier. And I use this with my people that are in the earlier stages of business. And I use this for my eight figure clients It's and everyone in between. It's it's a non-negotiable. It's just a wise thing to do. And it's something that we come back to as a family too. Uh, and update and make sure that like, hey, has any anything changed? And we want the kids to be a part of that conversation. What feels right to you guys or what are things that you value? So anyway, um, I'll give you that link, but for your listeners, it's just at luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north and they can find it there and, and snag it for free and just test it out. See if it's something that gives you that foundation that you've been craving. I, I love that. And sometimes something that I was thinking about too, is when you were talking about like discernment and, and different things like that, sometimes it's because you haven't, you like, you know, like I was thinking in my head too, it was like one of those things where it's like, you know, you need to sit down and do this. You know, you need to like actually put these things in black and white, but oftentimes it's like, but what if I almost have to like face the music? Like, you know, if I put it down there and realize like, wow, here's what I'm saying. I believe in here's what I'm saying is valuable to me but I'm doing the complete opposite of that. Yeah. You're paying lip service to, and I think that's the thing. A lot of us don't have the self-awareness, not because we're dumb or anything. It's because we're so in the trenches of the work we're doing. We don't even have the capacity or the time to look and say, wait, we keep saying these things are our values, but is it reflected in how we work? Is it reflected in how we're raising our babies? Is it reflected in how we're honoring our marriage? And then it's very humbling when the answer is no. And there are plenty of times where I've experienced that over the years and even recently where I have to recalibrate and be like, okay, I know my true north, but it doesn't mean that I've been honoring it. I've just been yapping about it and you know, so quick to be like, oh yeah, these are my values. And I have them up in, on my dining room wall. And then I'm sitting at the dinner table as I'm eating with my kids, looking at those values being like, oh, kind of neglected that one this week. Like I have to come back to it. So it, it just gives you, if we're human, it's not that you're gonna do this exercise and you're gonna be perfect. It's that you're gonna now have something to constantly come back to and remind you who you are, remind you what you're called to, and remind you um, both in the four walls of your own home, but also within your your business. Because if the two aren't working in harmony, you're you're never gonna, it's never gonna feel right. If you're killing it in business at the expense of what's happening at home, like who cares? The business may as well just go away. That's, it's useless. It means nothing. You're just filling a void, that's it. You're just trying to get uh, validation in through your business. Uh, but the same is true the other way. You could be saying you're going to build this dream and you're going to do it for your family and you're putting these hours in, but there's nothing to show for it. That's a problem too. So this, this is just, it's a tool, but it's a really strong one. And it's one that can evolve with you over time, but it, it really gives that strong foundation. And I love how it stops compartmentalizing the entrepreneur and the the home person, the, the wife, the mom, whatever. And it reminds you that you are you. So those values have to be integrated. You shouldn't have a set of values for at home and a set of values within your team or in your business. 
it's all the same. Stop compartmentalizing these two worlds. You are you. Bring the family into that conversation and make sure everything you do from here forward is honoring what's representative of of that family. Right. And, and a lot of times in our traditional jobs that a lot of us either, you know, listening still currently have, or our previous, you know, we didn't get to always pick those things, or we might've had to work with people who didn't, we didn't, you know, or didn't agree with us or, and, and it's okay to, to have different opinions out there. But when you have the ability to be able to build a business and a life that allows you to be you and, and who you are and do that. Like you, it sh- you should put that at the forefront too. And, um, it's, it is, it's a really great solid foundation. And I definitely <laughs> hope, uh, we are revisiting that come January. Yes. I, know, <laughs> I know I need it again. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the one thing I wanted to quickly touch on before we start to, to wrap things up and you were talking about, you know, recalibrating and doing this. I know, that this past year, you kind of went through a big pivot, which, you know, was a scary thing. It's a scary thing for a lot of people. If they, if things had been going well in business, you had an amazing business that was doing great, was doing great things. And you decided that it probably, I I, just from knowing your story, that it wasn't in align with really where you felt called to go. And so you had to make this pivot and, and maybe there's somebody else listening that is feeling like, okay, I I have been doing this. It has been going well, but now I'm feeling pulled to try this or to make this shift based on, you know, I've done the work that, um, that I needed to do to figure out my value. So can you just talk us through a little bit about how that was to make that transition and maybe any of the fears that you had around that and, and how you were able to kind of overcome that? Yeah, absolutely. I think I have conditioned myself well enough by now to know that when things are going really well and I'm super comfortable, that it's probably time for a new level. Like I'm not from a lack of complacency, but from a, am I really tapping into my potential? Am I really stepping into where I'm being called or am I just leaning into what feels easy? And I started to get into that zone of leaning into what felt easy. We were seeing our biggest years, um, from a profitability standpoint, and we, our team was doing well in, in our podcast, but I had this nagging, like incessant nagging about this concept about developing um, people in leadership, not just business strategy. And the business strategy side of things was where we were killing it. But I was like, man, leadership is sometimes a little bit of an esoteric topic. It's a little, um, people don't know exactly what it means. And people pay for business strategy because exactly what you said in the beginning of like, they feel like that's the good stuff. That's the shortcut that will get them where they want to go and get them the result. But I kept, I'd seen enough over the years that the people who just had the business strategy, eventually they were going to hit their cap because they were their own cap. So I really leaned into it and allowed space for it to evolve. And I just, I started to trust myself more. I started to trust if this is on my heart and it is keeping me up at night and it is part of the vision when I close my eyes and I I imagine what life will look like years from now, I have to stop ignoring it, even if it means, you know, potentially losing followers or um, we made the decision, we were looking at our podcast numbers and they were growing really quickly from my, my previous podcast scaling up and everyone was advising me, keep the podcast because you have the numbers, just rebrand. 
keep the podcast because you have the numbers just rebrand. But my gut kept saying this, I'm not doing this for the numbers. I'm doing this for the people who are going to be aligned with this mission and, and the movement we're creating. This is no longer just about business strategy. This is a movement. This is a movement of people who feel called to two different worlds. And some days they feel split in two uh, in, in raising leaders of their own as they're raising up their business. And this is, this is going to become the home for those entrepreneurial leaders and parents to do both with mastery to, to really make it happen and prioritize both worlds and have the right frameworks and tools and resources and community to do that. So I made the decision to nix the previous podcast and to, to step into this one. And I don't know how else to describe it. I have a lot of faith. So sometimes I just chalk things up to, you know, this is a plan bigger than mine and I'm just trusting it and I'm going and, and God's guiding me. But then other times I can see where my role in it or where I listened. And as soon as I embraced where we, what we were stepping into, because I know a lot of people feel that call, like, oh, should I evolve? Should I rebrand? Is it a pivot? That's scary. But if there, if, if it's really pulling at you and it feels right and light and like it's, it's on your path, there will come a point where when you say no to it, it eats away at you. But if you say yes to it, doors start to open almost faster than you can keep up with. And that's what happened with us before we even went public with it and shared everything we were doing and put it out to our audiences. We had all these weird kind of divine moments where companies were reaching out to us, wanting to do leadership work with us, but we hadn't even put out there that we were doing leadership work yet. Or we were getting pitches for the podcast around having or having me speak on other people's podcasts around leadership. It was just, it was validation that we were moving in the right direction. So the, the Luminary Leadership Company was also uh, part of the vision of legacy, which is a big part of what we we support people in, in that everything felt like it was about me leading up to that point. Like my, I was a personal brand and which is totally fine. But just for me, it felt like the direction I'm going in, this isn't about me anymore. This is so much bigger than me. And I need something, a company that's going to be representative of the, the long-term vision of this and, and not have it all just fall on me. And my husband has since officially in a full-time capacity come into the business where even though our kids are so little, they, they come into the fray and we talk about it and they have a better understanding of the work that we're doing. And, um, we're, we're starting to integrate resources and, and actually you're hearing it here first, but we have our, our first event. And I, as far as I know, it's the first of its kind coming in the summer that is going, I can't give all the details yet, but it's basically going to be bringing entrepreneurs and their children into the same space in person for a really transformative, both business and family experience. So we're trying to support these founder families to make sure that they're in pursuit of the business dreams, their families don't get lost in that process. And in pursuit of raising up these incredible kids and having a thriving family, the business doesn't have to take a backseat. Cause I've heard so many times people say too, Oh, well, I'm in a season of rest and like, I'm going to pump the brakes on the business and I'll come back to it. I'm like, great. Well, just so you know, it's going to be stalled out and, and need a mechanic because if you just leave it there on the side of the road, it's not going to be working. How can you integrate both worlds and really thrive in both? So it was scary, but I can't stress enough trusting your gut and learning to really hear your intuition. To me, that intuition is, is, divinely gifted to me and uh we all have it but our ego chirps in a little too loudly and quickly 
So when you have those moments, just as like a how-to, the best way I can describe it is when you have those moments where something pops into your head and it's like a quick thought and it feels like almost like your gut talking, almost sometimes within a split second, your ego comes in and it's like, telling you all the reasons it's not going to work. Yeah, but your numbers are really good on the podcast. You wouldn't want to mess with that. Or no, this isn't the right time of year. You know, you've got the kids are um, out of school for summer. You know, we're not going to do it now. That's the ego just trying to, to break down that purpose and that mission. You have to try and capture that split second in the very beginning where your heart speaks up or your intuition speaks up and capture that and then build on that and then follow that. And and trust that it's going to be okay. Like when you are going towards where you are being guided and what you're being magnetized towards and what you've been put on this earth for, it's not gonna come easily. We had so, even though doors were opening, we were also dealing with a million hiccups and struggles and and just new level, new devil and just stressors, team growth, all that stuff. Um, but it just felt right. So I guess that would be my, my piece of wisdom from that is if it's on your heart, it's likely for you and you should be pursuing it in some capacity. Um, I just lean on the very simple question of what will I regret more? And sometimes that's the easiest way to discern is like, if I don't do this or if I do do this, which of those two things would I regret more? It resonates with me so much. And I know that you've, you've seen it unfold too. For the longest time, I was pushing back on really where I was, I felt like I was being called, but I think that like those thoughts were so loud in my head of who are you to do this? Everybody else is doing this. Don't. And, and I really like, as soon as you said, like, as soon as I actually like fully allowed myself to go into that feeling of it just felt so much lighter. Like it felt easy. It felt, it just felt right. Um, and then you just think back, you're like, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have <laughs> pushed so hard against that for so long. <laughs> I know. I know. I understand completely. Yeah. But well, Liz, I, I knew I said this before we even pressed the record that I just was like, Liz can just take the microphone and talk. I don't really need to do anything here. She's just going to drop so much, so much wisdom. And, and you did that. And I know that this is going to be a really powerful episode. So, um, I know that you said you shared that link with us and you did so great. And then any other resources that you have or any place that we can come connect with you to learn more about what you've got going on and what you're doing, which is just so amazing. It's such a great mission. And I just want everybody to to be a part of it because it's really, really, it's super powerful. And I think that's, it's really going to change the world. Thank you, Aubrey. I so appreciate you and, and you people like you, but you specifically, are the exact people that I love to work alongside because you're, you're doing the thing, like you're making it happen and it's so purposeful and it is with your family in mind and it's a beautiful thing to watch and be a witness to. So I'm grateful. Um, I am on Instagram, but I would say the best places to connect because this way people can be, um, more get the more intimate info from me would be either going to the luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash true north to to use that guide because then we'll be in connection the other thing too is with that event upcoming it's going to be very limited space and we're probably going to have just a one day with the opportunity to snag a spot so if anyone wants to get on the wait list for that um, the best place to go would be luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash camp dash luminary it's a mouthful i know uh 
And on Instagram, I'm at Eliz Hartke, E-L-I-Z-H-A-R-T-K-E. And finally, uh, come over and subscribe to the Luminary Leadership Podcast. Every Monday, we have our Luminary episode where we're geared towards the entrepreneur, helping them step into their next level of leadership so it'll benefit them both in their home and in their business. But then on Thursdays, we do something called Raising Luminaries, and it's a short but sweet episode all around helping you raise up leaders of your own as entrepreneurial parents such a good podcast. And I I love those Thursday episodes are amazing. So definitely everybody go subscribe, give it a listen. You will love it. Um, It's just incredible. So thank you so much, Liz, for, for joining us today and for sharing all your wisdom. It's just so appreciated and can't thank you enough. My pleasure. And I'm so proud of you, Aubrey, and I'm dying to jump back in with you in your business in the new year. (laughs) Can't come soon enough. (laughs) Right. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.